Hey, it's Lacey J. And I'm Ben. This, this is Mowage. Hello. How are you today, babe? I'm doing okay, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I turned 43 two days ago. Happy birthday. <laughs> That's what you said at the time. I, I, I would hope so. <laughs> I, I figure if I missed that, we probably wouldn't be, uh, probably wouldn't be here right now. <laughs> would, would I be pouting or something? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Birthdays get so much less fun as you get older yeah they just become reminders of yeah you're gonna die (laughs) yeah yeah oh shit started this one dark oh well um this is a dark episode is it not yeah it is yeah um (laughs) i was gonna try to talk more about my birthday uh just because i don't want to talk about this episode (laughs) yeah no i i I don't either. <sighs> I know. Okay. So, huh. yeah. <laughs> Let's tell everybody why. So, um, we have been putting off recording this episode for a while. Um, and, in fact, have recorded episodes that come after this one. It's <laughs> just kept putting this one off because um, it's really... It's a super serious issue. And it's, it's, it's an incident that happened in our relationship that was really hurtful and harmful and it's embarrassing and um i guess i don't know it's also do we kind of feel like we're past the point like we've it's resolved and so bringing it up again is tough that's exactly it i just feel like we're dredging shit up that i i've i feel like we've gotten i hope that we've gotten past Mm -hmm. so there's a there's a fear with me that this just this just stokes oh, that like, same thing, and it just comes back, and we and we're right back where we where we were before. Well, I don't even think that's possible, but uh, like not. opening the opening the wound and whatnot. yeah, 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 absolutely, yeah. But when we started this, we promised that we were gonna be open and talk about yeah struggles and marriage, and this is a, a very particular incident. Um, <laughs> so, anyways. Um, all right. For those of you that have been listening to this from the start, you, I'm sure, have heard episode three. It's called I Hate You Don't Leave Me. And it's actually our most popular episode um, for an interesting reason. I'm not sure. It's got the best title. The, yeah. You do think it's the best title? Yep. Yeah. Um, but it's like weirdly popular in India. It gets downloaded on the Ghana pod, um, like podcast app all the time. Um, and I'm not entirely sure why it's more popular in India than anywhere else. But it is. Anyways, point is, if you've listened to that episode, you have heard of kind of the history of our early relationship when I had a lot of trust issues uh, stemming from not just childhood trauma, but from my second marriage and ending because of infidelity, not on my part. Um, it was a monogamous relationship at the time. So to be clear on that. Um, and so 
we had been able to, like you said about this particular issue, kind of put some stuff behind us in the in the way of trust issues. Like after many years, you convinced me you were trustworthy and you weren't going to like betray me. Yeah. 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 And then <laughs> I mean, I got to take a sip of my coffee before I can get more into this. Mm. Okay. And then we started ethical non-monogamy. And there was a point in that where we decided that we were not just going to try dating as a couple, but we were going to date separately. So you were going to date women alone, and I was also going to date women alone. But um, I think that was already happening. Uh, but I was going to date men alone, which ugh, just turned out to be, well, I guess that's another podcast. But That's why I'm straight. <laughs> that's why you're straight why? Yep. because of guys yep <laughs> i think you're probably straight because you're straight but yes um dealing with horny single men is ugh. anyway so in hindsight um my insecurities led directly to this incident um by way of putting weird sort of restrictions and requirements on your behavior and like i say this is in hindsight at the time it just was for my own comfort, which is selfish, obviously. Um, but when you when you started, you know, dating women separately, um, that was a really, really easy way to dredge up a lot of old feelings of inadequacy, right? Which you, I mean, you felt that too, right? I mean, yeah, I, I did, but I don't think it was anywhere near the degree that you did. Because I had such a history of it. I mean, I'm not entirely sure of the reason, to yeah. be honest. I'm just saying what from, you know, from like observing what happened during that time period. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I see what you, I see what you mean. I was full of the drama and mm -hmm. you were. You handled that situation better. Yeah. 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 Because for me, it just brought up all of that old pain and the, this this idea that there was going to be some kind of betrayal, which, which sounds weird when you are saying like, oh, you know, my husband's dating. Like, well, how can you feel betrayed if you're okay with that? Right. But it's just, um, I guess one of the things that you learn when you're not monogamous is that, um, let me put it this way. So if you're in a monogamous relationship for, for some, there's always that fear that, you know, somebody might meet someone else. They might find somebody better. They might not want to be with you. Those are the kinds of things that are natural human reactions to relationships, especially um, if you have your own, issues as I do. But uh <clears throat> but the chance of that happening is far <laughs> less than when your spouse is dating other people because yes, somebody could always bump into another person and fall madly in love and you know whatever. But when you're actually open to that and looking for that, it's like even if I support that idea, it still becomes scary. And it was scary for me because of my history of being so insecure and being cheated on um, by my second husband. So when 
when when all of this started, granted, I was still going through IVF at this time, so I was, I was also pumped uh, full of hormones for part of, part of it, um, or in the like hormone crash after the cycle when I stopped giving myself injections. So that's definitely another factor. Uh, it taking hormones gives me less control over my behavior, right? Or you know, anyways. Shall we talk about? Shall we just? I don't know. Shall we jump in to yeah. what happened? Do you yeah. do you want to do you want to start that? I guess the one thing I didn't say, just to sort of be to give the whole context, is that when I say in hindsight that my insecurities led like directly to this incident, um, it then once we were at that it, incident, then it was your issues of fear of confrontation and like the ability to forget. Yeah. <laughs> about issues, which we'll get more into in a little bit, that um, made it even worse. So that's why this episode is called The Time We Both Cross Boundaries, and they were each other's. And um, this was a mess where neither of us was right, and uh, it took a while to work yeah. out. Um, do you want to start talking about... Yeah, I mean, so... You know, as you said, that there were some some things that you had done that were um, like like you said, these restrictions and requirements. Like I had gone out on a couple of dates, and most of them were kind of meh. But there was one date I went on with a with um, one girl that I actually really enjoyed. She was really cool, and um, you know, I think you had said something about I can't remember what time it was, but it was like you need to call me by this time, and um, I think I called you like maybe 15 minutes after that. And um, I mean, it, it got ugly really quickly. Yeah, I don't even remember that. I mean, that's what happened. Spoiler alert. That's what happened with with this situation yeah. is that I had expected a call. I, I don't I don't remember that happening on another date. What I remember about a meltdown that I had when I was like really over emotional um, was you went out on a date with somebody and. You, you really liked her. We might be talking about the same person, actually. But <laughs> you guys were going to go out again, and she wanted to go to, like, a really fancy restaurant in Seattle, and it was a restaurant that I've always wanted to go to and we never have. And when you told me you were going to go there, it, it was, like, uh, punched me in the gut for some stupid fucking reason. And I remember just being, like, really upset that you would dare to go to this restaurant with yeah. her and not uh, when we hadn't been which is like so fucking stupid i don't think that restaurant's even open anymore well that's covid but yeah. um but it, it and again i'm going to defend myself slightly by saying i was pumped full of fucking hormones um and so it, it everything was was bigger and and harder to deal with yeah. and so i want to give myself some credit in that department think, but, yeah and i think in retrospect doing any of this while you were on hormones was just fucking stupid yeah it, it was really stupid. was but the the gal that i'm thinking of the one that you know this, this wasn't the same she, no okay so that the one that i was thinking of, she was also going through ivf weirdly yeah. enough i remember yep um but yeah so i guess it for me i was just like living in a place of fear. And I don't really know what I was afraid of because I don't think that you're going to leave me. And I don't even think, even if you were to fall in love with someone else, 
I mean, I, I feel like we'd find a way we'd just fold them into our family yeah. or, well, it, you know, I, I don't know. I, but at the time, it just felt like it was the scariest. It yeah. was just the scariest thing and, and, that I could be going through. And because that was happening and it, it happened more than once, like it happened mm -hmm. multiple times. And I got yeah. to the point where it's like, I, I'm afraid to even show interest in anybody at this point because it's just going to set things off. Right. Yeah. Right. And, so, and, and, and you had actually been that you're like, why don't you ever seem excited? I'm like, because if I seem excited, I'm going to, I'm going to incur wrath. So yeah, what's the fucking point? You yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. It was a tough time. It was a tough time. And we had taken yeah. on a lot and we were, you're right. I mean, the fact that we were like dating and, and doing that kind of thing while we were going through IVF, it was all very yeah. weird. And I was working really long hours at the time too. Mm -hmm. So we didn't see each other a whole lot. Yeah, it was just a weird time. It was a weird time, and and we made some poor decisions, and so yeah. it led to some some really serious yeah. strife. But it's important that we give that background that like I was being a weird controlling bitch uh, about your dates because it plays directly into what happens in this situation yeah. and explains why you were. I guess afraid to yeah. to kind of tell me the truth about a situation. Yeah. Um, so, and this was like, so setting, setting it up, this was right around the time. I can't remember if it was before or after, but I think it was maybe a little bit after, um, the episode where we got used by a unicorn. This was like within a couple of weeks of that. Mm -mm. Yeah. No, it couldn't have been. It couldn't. No, I'm trying to. <laughs> yeah, it was. I feel like it couldn't have been because you, oh, that, you know what? That's right. Because you were going to. Yes, because you, uh, one of the things that I got mad about is your date was scheduled and that morning um, it had been like released in the news where they were like, hey, restaurants are dangerous places to be during yeah. COVID and you shouldn't go. Yep. And I got pissed that you were going to keep your date. So you're right. You're right. It was all, it yeah. was all right at the exact same time. Yeah, I had forgotten yeah, that. And, and honestly, like in, in retrospect, if I like, I would have just skipped this whole thing. <laughs> yeah well you know. <laughs> hindsight is magical isn't yeah, it yeah it is so um anyway i w went on a I, I was i met this uh this girl online uh, she seemed really cool um and then you know this thing it, it was already rocky before i before i even really met her because she called me on the phone like the the day before we were supposed to go out it was checking she was just checking to say like hey we're still we're still on for tomorrow at this time and you got really pissed yeah because i thought it was weird because you don't make phone calls in today's day and age you text yeah phone well, call felt like a really familiar thing and i was like you haven't even gone out on a date like what are you doing um i actually stand by that <laughs> i okay. actually stand by well, that it just, not every not everyone is as phone phobic as you are mm, yeah i don't know yeah no <laughs> you you hate talking on the phone yeah. you you literally like you no, will do anything it. you can to not talk to somebody on the phone mm -hmm. which i you know, you say you stand by it, but I think your your fear of the phone is a little, you know, it's a it's irrational. It's sort of like my fear of like being online. Like I fucking hate being on Facebook or any of these places. Um, you're totally comfortable there. Yeah, where, that's true. Whereas like I'm comfortable talking to somebody on the phone and you really aren't. Yeah, I would yeah. still find it weird if yeah. you hadn't gone out on a date with someone and they called you. Yeah. I would. I, well, the I mean, I can, I can see it from I your perspective, yeah, but the, I felt it was overblown. I, yes, the reason I say I stand by it is because I would still feel that way now. I know that, yeah. whether regardless of whether or not it's irrational. Yeah, <laughs> I, would, I stick by my story. <laughs> yeah, I would, I'm from Jamaica, man. I would still feel that way. That's a half baked reference for those of you who aren't from the '90s. Um, <laughs> 
anyway. <laughs> like in hindsight, I do not stand by my yeah. other behavior, but that I still would find weird. But you're right, I'm just phone phobic. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I was already like, the thing is, by this point, because of this, the the everything where like I was on hormones, I was off hormones, I was on hormones, I was off hormones, I was crazy, and just kind of like looking for stuff, right? I was looking for things. And so because I find phone calls weird, it was immediately like, well, there's something wrong with her. Yep. <laughs> yeah. 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 So that's what I did. Yeah. And it was wrong. So I, al- I almost awful. just canceled it right then because I was like, I'm not, <clears throat> I'm like already, I haven't even met this person and already this is going off the fucking rails. Yeah. And I told you I'm going to cancel it. And you're like, no, don't, don't do that. Because you know? I felt guilty because I yeah. felt stupid because I know that my behavior was stupid, but I couldn't. Couldn't control it at the moment. Yeah. yeah. That was it. Yep. Yeah. That was the problem. So, anywho, um, the next day, um, I, I think it was... It doesn't really matter, but I, we ended up going out and meeting at some, uh, some sort of like Mexican Cali Max restaurant and, you know, we had a good time. She was, she was cool. We had a lot of the same interests. We liked a lot of the same music. Um, I wouldn't say there, there wasn't like a huge attraction on my part. Um, and one of the reasons why I think it went a little bit further, which was not characteristic for me was I got, I drank more than I normally would. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and normally I'm really good at, at staying in, in, in control. Like my entire life, I've been really, really good. No matter what drugs I took or whatever, like I was the guy that took care of all my friends in college. Um, I was always this sort of like irresponsible, responsible one. Like <laughs> I was irresponsible with what I did, but when, then when I was in that situation, I was always the most responsible. Yeah. Um, so it was very, very, uh, out of character for me to, to get to the, that point. Mm-hmm. So whenever we were, um, we were done eating or whatever, and we ended up just going back to my, uh, to my car. And let's leave the gory details no, out. No, <laughs> and, you know, we, we, we kissed, we fooled around a little bit. Yeah. Like that's, there was some stuff in the car. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, um, this ran up to the point where I was supposed to, to call you. And from my perspective, I did call you on time. However, my, um, I wasn't looking at my phone. I was looking at the clock in my car and you know the clock in my car is always fucking wrong like it's sometimes if for a year or for half the year it'll be an hour off because a lot of times no, just it's, don't not reset. An hour. it's like an hour and 10 minutes off <laughs> because that was the discrepancy is yeah, you were watching it was like your 10 car. minutes you know but still the thing is like you were watching the car i don't know how you thought you were going to get out in 30 seconds and call me or something you should have called me like as you left the restaurant yeah because the call I, I will tell this story from my perspective when you're done but the call Actually, keep going. Yeah. I, I'll give my perspective so, about the call when I, mean, I get there. <laughs> I mean, that's about it. Like, I picked up and you were irate. So that concluded that date very, very quickly. Um, and I ended up driving home. I wasn't irate until I answered the phone and found out and figured out what was happening. But we'll get there. <laughs> yeah. Well, anywho, I picked up the phone. Uh, it was not pretty. The date ended and I never saw her again. You talked to her. I, yes, I talked to her once after that, and that was it. I mean, that was from from my perspective. That's where that ended, and 
Um, I mean, I, I guess when we tell it from your perspective, we'll uncover the other things. <laughs> well, okay. So <clears throat> again, in hindsight, it's absolutely absurd for me to expect you to call me when you're on a date. Um, my thing, like my thinking about that was just, I wanted, I want to know that you're safe and I fall asleep early a lot. And so my worst fear was like waking up at one in the morning and you're not there. And I'm like, well, is he hooking up or was he in a car crash? Right? Like, I don't, you know what I mean? I didn't want that to happen. And, and so from my point of view, I'm like, well, I'm just wanting to know that you're safe. But honestly, like, and and I wasn't even expecting a call necessarily, but a text. I just wanted you to text me to say, you know, if you were going to stay out late and I shouldn't expect you kind of thing. And so um, that's why I don't understand why you couldn't have just texted me within like two seconds as you were walking to your car to say, not coming home. Yeah. Or, you know, no, I, I, again, I in retrospect, I would have. Yeah, I don't really understand why that was a problem or at the, at the time, I didn't, you know, I couldn't fathom why that was an issue. Chalk it up to being phone phobic. Like, I don't, I don't <laughs> yeah, look don't at my, I don't, I don't text, I don't look at my phone very often. I'm just not attached to it. Yeah. I don't really find a whole lot of value in it. If somebody's going to, you know, get in touch with me, then, you know, they get in touch with me and cool. I don't, I just don't look at my phone that often. I'll go, a day, I'll go days, yeah. like weekends. Sometimes I never look at it. So, um, and I, you did talk to her again. You actually called her after this whole incident. That's, I did talk to her. I, we just, yeah. I already said that. But I mean, you texted a little bit too. Anyway, so from my point of view, having said like what had been going on with the other dates and the hormones and all the things, is that what I couldn't understand is why you kept agreeing to something that you wouldn't do. And you kept saying, I will contact you or I will call you. And you never, ever stuck to it. And so for me, it wasn't so much the... The, the calling, it was the agreeing to something and not following through. And that was what was pissing me off. Again, I never had the right to put that stipulation on you. But because in this situation you agreed to it, yeah. I expected you to follow through. Yeah. So it was another, you know, another date. And, and I was like, I was up because I was anxious. And I kept thinking to myself, like, is he going to do this again? Like, is he going to not text me when I asked him to text me and it was nine and then it was nine Oh five and then it was nine ten, And I was like, well, I mean, I guess I'll just call and, and still, and, and still happens. bright as day out. I mean, that's the thing. It was like the time of year that this was, I believe it was still like, I don't remember fully that. sunny. Oh, I don't, I, I mean, I guess it would have been. Yeah. But, um, so <sighs> what really got me was you answered the phone while you were fooling out with her, fooling around with her. And when I, you answered the phone, I said, hey, what's up? Because since you answered, I figured you were no longer with her and that maybe you were on the way home and you were just like, uh, uh, what? I mean, I'm here in, in the car. And when I realized she was in the car and she could hear me, I, that was it. I was just like, holy shit. I can't believe you answered the phone with her right there. So <laughs> another thing in retrospect. Yeah, I was just I was so just embarrassed like what the fuck. Um so you came home and you know we fought and and again it was like what I was saying to you is like why do you keep agreeing to things that you won't follow through on? I just don't understand. Like why do you tell me you're going to do something and yeah. then you don't fucking do it? 
And that was my whole like thing. And I demanded that night, I was like, I want to know what happened. What happened? And you said, well, I was just in the car and we were just kissing a little bit. And that was a lie. It was. That was a big fucking lie. Um, so, <clears throat> I don't know how many weeks later it was, but I knew you were lying to me. I just, I just, I knew it. I knew that I wasn't getting the whole truth. And I think I probably also knew that the reason you weren't giving it to me is because you didn't want to deal with it. Yeah. But I thought that that was unfair. And I thought, like, stop lying to me. Because at the time, I saw it all as one thing. You're lying about the fact that you're going to text me. And then you're lying about yeah. why you're not texting me. And setting aside the fact that the that the house of cards I had built was unstable and unfair— the instances of lying were still happening, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah. Pure conflict avoidance. I yeah. mean. Right. Yeah. So the big, the big shebang happened. When I did something that I had promised you I would never do again, and this, again, harkens back to episode three, when I was really insecure and I liked to go through your phone and mm -hmm. computer. And... I did it again. I went into your phone because I just had this feeling you were lying to me. And I found text messages between you and she. And let's just say you, you know, you ended up leaving in a hurry after I called and God knows what she fucking heard. And the next day that night or the next day or something, you called her to apologize. And I think you guys like were... Set, you set up another date at that point. I don't even remember that. You do. I, I do remember this because, well, we'll we'll get there. We'll stay in, in time order. You set up an, another date, and then you canceled it with her. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. You're right. But you ultimately, yeah. you canceled it because you told me that you weren't actually attracted to her. Like, you weren't that into her. And you, yeah. you tried to be friends with her, and she was like, fuck off. Yeah. So that that's it's, the end of the which story. Which is totally smart by her. I mean... <laughs> Well, at that time, yeah. I yeah. mean, if it was now, it, I, I think things would be different. I'm a hell of a lot more stable when I'm not injecting myself in the stomach with hormones all the fucking time. But anyways, um, yeah, I did a really awful bad thing. And I went into your phone. And what what I found was like the worst thing I could have imagined. Um and it was it was lie, and I had to read a message. I'm not going to give all the details because we don't need to do that. But I did glom on to two main things. Uh, one was that she said something like, you know, she thought the night had ended strangely, but once you called, it all melted away. All her fears melted away. And that got me because, uh, because I'm like, oh, great. He's melting her fears away and he's over here lying to me. Yeah. Cool. Um, and then the second thing was after she said that, she relived via typing what you and she had done in the car and it was not what you fucking told me. Correct. And I had to read her dirty talk to you about reliving what had happened in the car yep and i think i threw up 
Um, and then I confronted you in the shower because that's when I got into your phone was when you were in the shower and I knew I wouldn't get caught. Uh, and I think I just marched in there and I tore the curtain open and I went berserk. Yeah. Um, <sighs> this is like the moment that I was not wanting to relive. Um, because I had, I had never felt betrayed by you before, ever. And you had spent so many years telling me you would never do that. And it wasn't the act itself, because I don't, I, I don't really care. I mean, fuck, what, in, what was, uh, what episode is this, 15? Two episodes ago, episode 13, we talked about kinks. We talked about me watching you have yeah. sex with other women. Um, it's not the act. It's not that. It was, it was the feeling of betrayal that you hid something from me and, and, and you put this wedge between us that I thought was really fucking awful. Yeah. Of course, I had to do something really fucking awful to find it out. And um, I don't know what happened then. <laughs> it was bad. It was yeah. really bad. I, yeah. I was that stretched for months too. Um, and when it comes down to it, it stretched out for months. One because my 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 I don't know my ability to to not be like super defensive mm -hmm. and also to not try to avoid conflict mm -hmm. really didn't help the situation at all. Mm -hmm. um, so there would be basically every fight that we'd get into. Oh, her name would come up. Would come down. Oh, constantly. Yeah. Every time. And pretty much every time. For I, I don't know, know how long it was. but Nine I, I, months? Yeah, something like probably. that. Probably. Yeah, it was um, not that like during that nine months we weren't we weren't doing all right. But when, when we weren't doing all right, that, mm -hmm. was, that was where it went immediately. Yeah. And, and let's talk about why. Because there, there, there is a good reason for that. Now, there, oof, let me, let me put a caveat on that. There's no good reason for me to throw shit in your face. <laughs> so having said that, uh, there is an explanation. There is a good explanation for why it continued to come up. Because when it came down to everything, what you said to me or what you asked me at the time is, what can I do to make this better? And because you had explained to me that the reason that you didn't tell me the truth in the moment when I asked is because of your kind of aversion to confrontation. Mm -hmm. um, what I said to you is the only thing that you can do to make this up is to show me a change in the behavior that led to this mistake. Yeah. So... When in the times that we would argue, I and I would not, I would see that this behavior had not grown or changed. I would bring her up in in the way to be like you, you pro you said you asked me what you could do and you're not doing it. Yep. Like you said, <laughs> I'll do what it takes, and then you weren't doing it, and so mm -hmm. I would bring her up as a way to be like, you're failing at this. But I was doing it in a way that was nasty and derogatory and using her name as a weapon, which is, like, totally fucking inappropriate. Um, 
But again, I was still on hormones. <sighs> so how did we get past this? I know. You know. Go ahead. Well, you 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 changed. You finally changed. You changed the behavior. Um, and you know, interestingly, in when I got into therapy, yeah, you did. You did start therapy, and um, in there in our next episode, in episode sixteen, where we talk about the couple bubble, which is something we learned in couples therapy, uh, you started to come to the reala- realization. So you you went you. You started to explore the idea of why, when there is conflict, do I just do I shut down instead of like exploring it, right? Yeah. And so, what you started to realize is that there were some other things going on in your life with other people in your life, yes. and that's how we get to episode sixteen. So, in two weeks, we'll talk about that. But um, I just finally started seeing the change in you, and it's a work in progress, obviously. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, for me, I went cold turkey. I haven't touched your fucking phone since then. <laughs> so, but that's an easy one. <laughs> that's an easy, easily solvable one. Just don't be a bitch and touch his phone. Uh, but for you, it's been a work in progress. And I, I, I started to actually see it. I started to see you in moments where I'm used to you shutting down. You weren't, you just weren't doing that anymore. You're yeah. like talking about how you feel and and things like that. Yeah. Was I receptive to that right away? No. No, because that was me throwing stuff in your face. Or how like from your point of view, how well, it, it took you it took me, let's put it this way, it took me a while to be convinced that it was an actual change. So during that transition period, was it how how was I to you? Um I mean Sometimes it was good. Sometimes it was bad. But then again, sometimes I handled things well and sometimes I didn't just Mm -hmm. like now. Sometimes I do. Sometimes I don't. Yeah. My instinct is, it's kind of weird. My my instinct is to one, to just not rile things up. Yeah. And normally by doing that, like, you know, if you think of everything being sort of like shame based responses, I close off. Um, because I feel like I'm ashamed of something and I don't want to, you know, I, I don't want to, I don't want a Donnybrook to fucking, to come out of it. So I have a tendency to just kind of shut down, compartmentalize and, uh, and put it away in the, you know, in the mm-hmm. archives. And, and when you, you say, when are... you say forgetting, that's, that's, that's what it is. Right. Like I, I'm actually able to compartmentalize things far better, right. um, or far more and efficiently. I guess, <laughs> and I guess we should say like, when I discovered this and I confronted you and, and was like, okay, if you didn't want to tell me that night because everything was heated, fine. But like, it's been how many weeks since there? And and I think it was actually a matter of months before I discovered this. Uh, and that was your reasoning was, well, I forgot about it. And, and that fucking set me off. Cause yeah. I'm like, you forgot that you betrayed our, my, our trust. Like, are you joking? I walled it off. Yeah, and I just couldn't understand that because I am completely different. If I'm having like a shame response, instead of compartmentalizing and forgetting, I attack. You do. I, I just get like, fuck, and, and, and I want to hurt something, yeah. and, you know? And so I couldn't even fathom that. I It took me a long time to even understand, and you had to really talk to me about how your brain works before I 
could could yeah. not find that offensive, honestly. And and the weird thing about it is, and this is you know after after a lot of therapy and a lot of you know just discussions with my therapist and sort of digging, what I found was that I have a tendency to, um, since I've always felt sort of like an imposter in everything, like in, in work, in in friendships or whatever, like I've always felt sort of like I don't belong, um, and in order to try to like secure my my feeling of like value mm-hmm. within the relationship, I have a tendency to not, um, not really be honest with myself about what it is that I want. And I end up putting, Don't a I lot, know that. yeah. And I end up basically trying to, trying to sort of like anticipate what other people want and then trying to facilitate that. But a lot of times I'm not right about what they want. Oh, don't I know that? And that is, uh, <laughs> that's a really, <laughs> that's a really fucked up, part of my uh part of my sort of makeup that i've had to um when it comes down to it it's sort of like i have to i have to find i have to be more selfish in the moment and that makes me less um it it makes it so that i don't feel like the sort of resentment that builds up over time Mm -hmm. which then i feel ashamed about and then it all just it's kind of a fucked up cycle yeah yeah well, and and that is what happened to our relationship there for several months is that yeah. we were we were in that in a fucked up cycle where any conflict would turn into <laughs> here's this thing that you did to me. Fucking tinderbox yeah. every time. Boom. Yes. Yeah, because because it was just under the surface because I oh, to, yeah. because to me I was terrified because I'm thinking like if the behavior that led you to this decision hasn't changed, then how do I know that I'm not going to be blindsided with another one of these instances? Fair enough. Right. And it just felt like I'm, I feel like I'm flying blind here. And and the only thing that's going to give me any comfort is to see an actual change in you. And, um, yeah. And you've been working really hard on that and you have come an incredibly long way. You know, we've been together, we're coming up on uh, next month is going to be the nine year anniversary since our first date. Yeah. And the fascinating thing about that, I mean, when you're with somebody for nine years, they're going to change. Hopefully. I mean, my God, if they're not changing and growing, then get the fuck out because that's a bad sign. But for me. Mostly sideways. <laughs> most, is that a, that was a Lord of the Rings reference. <laughs> yeah. Um, so for me though, like, the growth that I've seen in you in the last two to three years is just outweighs the first seven to eight years by a, a, a metric fuckton. Well, I have a. I've always had a problem with portion control. <laughs> no, I just. I mean, like. And a lot of that actually has been, I think, a, a, the exploration of ethical non monogamy has pushed us into some some real serious growth because let me tell you it's easy to say something it's easy to say well in theory yeah of course i want you to be happy and and date anyone you want and fall in love and do all of these things but in practice 
what you realize is like, good God, have I got some real insecurities? Yeah, like guttural sort of reactions to this stuff that I didn't necessarily expect. Yeah. And and then try that on fucking hormones. And so it's a it's a weird it's a weird head game where, you know, you feel like I I know that this is the thing that is right or that I want, but like why do I feel so out of sorts over it? And um I think I I think it just it just pushes us. It pushes us into growth. It it's like, okay, if this is the person that I want to be, then how do I get there? And unfortunately, for us, um, some of that growth had to come through a betrayal, and I don't recommend that route. No, <laughs> because um, because it takes time to heal and to come back from that. And I do feel like we are past it. And I, and honestly, it hasn't been all that bad uh, talking about it. I don't feel I'm not feeling it again uh, the way I was afraid I might. And maybe that is because I do feel like we've had. We have had some resolution. And like I say, everything's a work in progress. Yeah. But um, it, it, it pushed us. It pushed our relationship into a different place. But it, it also pushed it to the brink before we got there. Yeah, it really did. Um, what do you think, babe? Any other lessons, lessons learned from your point of view? Or have you seen a change in me and, and the way I handle you now? Yeah, I mean, I think both of us came to an understanding and again, work in progress. Yeah. <laughs> we both came to an understanding about sort of like this is this is why I am like this. This is why you were like this. And I think we we through exploring this and through a lot of butting heads on it and locking horns on things. Um And by why you mean just the way that our brains work and we process information? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, because way- we are so different. It's it's funny how we we come to a lot of the same conclusions, but the process inside our brain could couldn't be more yeah. different. Yeah, I'm very linear. Mm-hmm. And I think I think in webs. Yeah. 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 And my my thoughts bounce through that web like a pinball. Yeah. And you are tunnel vision man. Yeah. Yeah. So keep keep going. To ha- like, because I've been trying to make an effort to react to you in a way that doesn't scare you. And I'm hopefully making my change like that. Yeah. I mean, I, I you know, it's, it's difficult because there's things that I do that trigger you. Yeah. You know, and then when you get triggered, I have a tendency to, to sort of try to fix w- it. Well, to try <laughs> to fix it or, you know, and that either pisses you off more or I withdraw and that yeah. pisses you off more. Yeah. So like there's, there's sort <laughs> it's of a like, trap. it's a trap. there are, you know, it, it's, it's always trying to walk that middle road and to like remain engaged uh-huh. without trying to fucking fix things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, because what I've, what I've, and again, what I still struggle with is when I see you get, you know, angry or get frustrated or something like that, mm-hmm. I immediately am like, well, why don't you do this? Why don't you do that? And, you know, that just pisses you and off. Like, just shut the fuck up. And, you <laughs> know, but, but then other times I'm just like, yeah, bummer, babe. Like, I, I, I still don't really know how to do that well. You know, I well, can, and that's what I'm talking about for my part is that I'm trying to react in ways that that aren't 
so fucking dramatic. And uh, some of the times where I feel like you're crossing the line or you're you're not listening to me, I'm trying very hard to to just be like, Ben, <laughs> I need you to hear me now and and talk to you in in more of a, a calm and yeah. explanatory way instead of being like fucking Christ, yeah. stop it. <laughs> yeah. And it's hard. I mean, it's hard because you you have a tendency to ramble a lot. Oh like my God, when yeah. you, you start talking and I'm just like, are you even talking to me? I don't it's know. It's the web. That's what I'm it's saying. The web. It's the web. And I, hit, sometimes, I hit one thing and then it bounces to yeah. another and then I'm over here and then I'm there and then I'm over here. And, and I have yeah. to tune out a yeah. lot of times because if I don't and you're going through all these things, then my mind immediately goes to, okay, well, suggest something this? here. How do I fix yeah, exactly. So. <laughs> That is our great struggle. And yeah. I think we'll continue yeah. to be because I'm not, I'm not somebody that's going to like, I can change, but there are parts of me that are sort of elemental that are not going to change. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, and this is the thing that I feel like we've been, we've been figuring out lately is that it's not about how you have to change those fundamental parts of yourself for your partner, because that maybe is not possible. But what you've got to do is find workarounds, <laughs> right? Just like you would in tech. you got to find a workaround. Like if my brain works this way and that is not conducive to you, you're receiving the information, then how do we fix that? How do we get a workaround? And that's yeah. what I'm trying to, to learn is how to speak to you in a way that you can hear me and not have to tune me out because I'm like blah, 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 all over the fucking place. And it comes down to ultimately not being reactive. Right. Yeah. Which, again, can kind of backfire for me because if I'm not reactive, I have a tendency to be sort of pensive and quiet and while I'm trying to collect my thoughts. Yeah. I mean, for me, I'm, I'm like my reactiveness. I don't think that's a word. Reactivity. Yeah. It stems a lot from from trauma, it's like an instinct response, and I'm doing it before I even realize yep. that I'm doing it. Uh, and my and, shutdown's the same way. Yeah, and so that's my yeah, that's my battle is that I have to like kind of slow down and just be like, what are the words I actually want to use in this instance? Um, and I'm finding a lot of the time, if there's something that you say or do that irks me, I I will ruminate on it for a little bit, and I'll find the best way to have that discussion and be f instead of in the moment yeah. reacting with my first yep. instinct, which is often to attack. Yep, and my yeah. my first instinct is to go on the defense, and that's what I've had to yeah. uh, definitely not to go on the defense, but just say, okay, I hear you. Yeah, yeah, that's. And I think, and I've been trying to do that to to um, thank you for that. Yeah. Be like, ah, I noticed that you just listened, and you didn't, you know, like draw up a fourteen point plan. <laughs> so thanks. Yeah, well, you know, thing, things and bullets have a tendency to, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. I kind of think is that it? Is that everything? Did we I, cut? I, I Did think we cover so. It? I think so. And I, I'm, you know, I, I'm glad that we spent, you know, a, a good part of this time actually sort of addressing, you know, some of the, some of the remedies yeah, and not just yeah. kind of dwelling on the, the time that we crossed boundaries. Yeah. Well, because the time that we spent dwelling on it, we weren't really making any progress, were we? No. 
It was it was once we could kind of set what happened, the incident aside, and deal with the behavior that led there, yeah. and the behavior that fueled it, and the behavior, you know, that is the thing that you have to focus on. And for a while, I couldn't let it go. It was the incident. It was the incident. And I think a lot of it was I was just hurt, and I really wanted to hurt you, which yeah. is unfortunate. Um, but once we were able to get past that and just focus on what what did I do to yep. cause this and what did I do to fuel this? And once I put the focus back on myself and I needed to examine my part in it, then that was yeah. a turning point um, for me, at least. And um, yeah, so there's some advice for us. You know, if you have, if there's an incident with your partner and there's some trust broken, just don't don't focus on the details of it. Focus on the behavior that led you there and what you can change to to not repeat it. Yeah. That's what worked for us. So there you go, guys. The time we both cross boundaries. Um, hopefully somebody's going to listen to this and realize they're not alone and um, relationships are hard and you got to shut that ego down and... Uh, figure out a way to get along. Yeah. You want the last word, babe? Word. I knew it. I fucking knew it. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a simple creature. I'm a creature of habit. All right. Uh, until next time, we'll continue talking about boundaries in a couple weeks. Um, yeah. See you then. Bye. Bye. Next month. On December 6th, we continue talking about boundaries, but this time, the focus is on the couple bubble. What's up? Stay tuned. Plus, on December 20th, you'll get to hear about the time Lacey blacked out at a swingers Christmas party. It's full of holiday cheer. We'll see you then. Mowage is a Space Bear Media production, executive produced by me, Lacey J. Sound engineering and original music by the sexiest husband around, Benjamin Trimp. You can reach us at spacebear underscore media on Instagram and Twitter. And you can find more of me at Zero Shame 40s on Facebook and TikTok.